Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 9 of the Before It Was Cool podcast. I'm Tom Roberts and here with me today as always is Jay. Hey everyone, um, wow, episode 9. Feels like only yesterday you were um, coming up to me and asking me to just be a one-off or two-off co-host and now it's like you just can't get enough of me. Exactly, exactly, you became my regular co-host. Hmm. Uh, I'm good at talking shit. I'm not good at much, but that I'm good at. Yeah. I wonder if that's a uh, comment on my social status. Uh, I have no friends. Oh, you got me. It doesn't count for much, but it's still something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like talking to you every week. It's good. We always come up with new and interesting ways to bullshit. Yeah, and insult each other. But um, yeah. the funny thing is, as well, like... This is the like, the last couple of weeks is the most we've like talked in ages. Yeah, I'm a bit of an introvert and I don't like talking to people. Mm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think what the yeah. last three weeks is probably more than the last than the last three years. Probably, yeah. It wouldn't surprise mm. me. Yeah. yeah, it's not like I hate people. I just never talk to anyone, mm. message or otherwise. Like, I'll send messages out sometimes, but usually it's like, oh, why doesn't anyone love me? Why aren't they messaging first? And I become a whiny little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm happy when I don't get annoyed. I'm happy <laughs> with my PlayStation and my flat screen TV and just being alone. I was going to say, don't you have two kids? Isn't that mean you, doesn't that mean you're in constant annoyance? Yeah, but they know to leave me alone when the PS5's on. And the PS5 <laughs> is always on. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, good. We already went on a tangent in the opening of the show. I thought that this nah, would nah, reduce our tangents. We weren't given a topic to tangent off. We weren't given a True. topic to tangent off. So I, I wouldn't class that as a tangent. I'd just class that as just bullshitting. Um, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's just us talking smack and crap. Yeah. Speaking of talking smack and crap. Uh, today's subjects, they're, they're pretty cool. Uh, there is a reason why we're doing it this way, and we're going to reveal that at the end. But It's a, uh, it's a doing... surprise ending, everyone. Get excited. Oh, you got to watch for the twist. Well, well listen to really the twist. twist. And it's a listen, not a watch. Yeah. Well, I fucked that up, didn't I? Yeah, but you should <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> but uh yeah today we're going to talk about uh my top 10 favorite robert downey jr films it's robert downey jr sorry sometimes i rush my words and jay is going to talk about his top 10 adult cartoons i'm guessing that doesn't mean cartoon porn um no because they're not really wide stream enough that people know the titles uh, fair and, enough, um, fair yeah, and I want to leave my tentacles to me, there for me. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, cartoon porn. I'm waiting like, for the, uh, I, gross. Uh, no, I'm not getting an, uh, gross. Just more, just an, I'm, don't know why. Like, I understand if it's like of, um, cartoon characters and people getting off because they're attracted to them or whatever, but I've never understood the hentai tentacle porn thing. Like, it's just... No, yeah. no kink shaming or anything. No, no kink shaming. That. All We're I'm just... saying is I don't understand it. And I, yeah, like what, 
about that gets people off. I mean, everyone in their own. It's like, as long as it's not impacting on others negatively or in a way that they don't like, go for it. But yeah. ugh, not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, is it intro music time? It is. It is. So, uh, okay. Yeah, we'll see you after the intro music. Well, they'll hear us. We won't really see or hear them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm all over this job today. You'll hear us after the intro music. There we go. That's out of boy. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Before It Was Cool podcast. And welcome back to the uh, Before It Was Cool podcast. I hope you enjoyed the intro music. It was it's the same as every us. time. So. Yeah, exactly. It was riveting for us, wasn't it? Yeah, we actually had a pretty good conversation. It was, um, yeah. yeah, we just it was more just us planning stuff because we don't we're not organized people. We more just go in and just let the crap flow from our mouths. I can't believe you called the rock a bitch. I didn't though. You were just hearing yourself. All that oh, medication okay. you're on starting to mess with your head <laughs> with your head, man. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, as I said in the intro. Uh, the first topic of the show will be my top 10 Robert Downey Jr. films. Not to be mixed up with Robert Downey Sr., the B-Ray director. Yeah, I couldn't remember um, yeah. who Robert Downey Sr. was. But yeah, you're saying that's just reminded me. Yeah. Never seen any of um Daddy's movies. Like, like I've seen plenty of my own dad's movies, but that's a very different kettle of fish. But um. <laughs> The light art house B rate films. Oh, okay. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his son certainly took a uh, a different direction with it all. Yeah, well gotta forge your own path. Yeah, exactly. So uh yeah, for the interest of time I'll get into it. Yep, uh, sounds good. Considering how long did you say our last episode went for before you had to edit it down? Before I had to edit it down, uh, two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, so, um... I edited it out 45 minutes of the son of a bitch. Sadly for our audience at home, we're gonna have to start cutting out the tangents. Yeah, that's why it took me an extra, like, 12, uh, no, 18 hours to release it, because, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So much it, crap. It was so hard to edit down. Uh, and I have a lot of other stuff uh, to do at the moment, and we'll get into that later. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, my number ten is might be a film that some people have heard of, might not be a film that some people have heard of, but uh, it's called Heart and Souls from nineteen ninety-three. It's uh, it stars Tom Sizemore, Robert Downey Jr., BB King, and a bunch of others. BB King, wow. Yeah, yeah, before he was too big to move and dead. Uh, that makes a difference with people in movies, though, with all the um, holograms and um, CGI on faces, that could change. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I hope it uh, doesn't. I hope the dead stay dead, if you know what I mean. Like, Well, we've, it, they've made a lot of movies about the dead not being dead, so that'd be a concern. 
Yeah, true. Don't get me started on the Army of the Dead. <laughs> You've oh, already done it before. Me. Yeah. I I genuinely hate that movie, and I will go off on a tangent. But yeah, Heart and Souls <laughs> is like a... Uh, it's your typical... Dead people need a living body to do their uh, their good deeds before they can go to heaven type of movie. It's yeah. It was overplayed in 93 as much as it is now. And uh, it was, the storyline wasn't anything unique. But uh, as far as Robert Downey Jr. goes, at the height of his, uh, let's say, partying years. <laughs> Found in Bush's years. Yeah. Uh, piercing on like phone booths, thinking that it's above the toilet. Years, uh, yeah, and Tom Sizemore, who was also pretty much at the peak cocaine years, uh, and a bunch of others that were pretty much at the top of their drug years. It is just a great film for that fact. Uh, it, I think, it is on my list because. I have uh, such fond memories of it. I loved it when I was a kid. It was my first uh, movie in that like fantasy, do good deeds for me so I can go to heaven kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, and it was probably my second introduction to Robert Downey Jr. But my first introduction where he was playing a unique character. Okay. Yeah. So it has a soft play. Soft spot in my heart kind nostalgia of is a big thing for people in our generation mainly because well the future's so fucking bleak let's look to the past the, the things we like that yeah. make us happy and um no like i haven't seen it so um but I no i was really it. you'd suggest it you've suggested a lot of them and i've got to get around to watching them but yeah <laughs> no awesome but uh yeah that's really my only uh nostalgia heartfelt kind of entry like just for me kind of thing the rest are what I actually, not only me, but other just... people would put on their top 10, if you know what I mean. Um, quick question, with this top 10, are you just grouping the character of Iron Man, like all the different movies with him in it, as like one movie, like just say the MCU, or are you going to actually put different I'll get into that, Robert but I'm, I'm putting the Avengers together, all four Avengers films together. And I'm mm -hmm. putting all three Iron Man's together and both Sherlock Holmes together. Fair but enough. But he plays the same character. Yep, fair enough. But, Easy done. I was just curious. But I'm putting Spider-Man separately. He plays the same character, but not in a movie that is driven by him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, just so, want, yeah, I should nine? probably clear that up. Oh. Number nine. Yeah, that's why I asked. It, just on you. Yeah, that's all good. And uh, number nine is uh, an oldie but a goodie. It's Air America. Once again, another one I haven't seen. Ah, oh, really? It's uh, him and Mel Gibson. They are uh, cargo pilots in Laos during the Vietnam War. It's okay. uh, it once again pretty much during his drug fueled years. Well, everything before the MCU was pretty much his drug fueled years. Yeah, yeah, he pulled some gems out of his uh, out of his ass during those years. And it's the amount of stuff he was snorting, I wouldn't have been surprised if at one stage he accidentally crushed up some gems and snorted them. So that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Ironically, it's about smuggling heroin. It's Vietnam, like 
Vietnam War, so much of that has been about, like, you find out there's been so much heroin trade come from that. I mean, it's the basis of the bad guys in Lethal Weapon. True, true. It's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a true story. It's about, uh, how they were private contractedly, uh, private, no way. Privately contracted? Privately contracted, uh. Isn't everyone at uh, home glad that Tom has a translator? (laughs) Uh, they were privately contracted pilots that uh, worked out of Laos and America said they had no military force in Laos or Cambodia at the Mm. time and they weren't technically lying because they were private contractors but they were there to run guns run drugs all that stuff to the rebels forces to fight against the North Vietnam Really, sounds really like, good movie. Sounds like the standard um US play to try and change someone else's political future by funding the rebels and then probably end up fighting the rebels, you know, like the Taliban and stuff like that. Yeah, but they kind of don't. It's more of a story about uh, Mel Gibson and Robert Downey Jr.'s characters, but how they, uh, they, uh, they fucking hate what the military are doing. They try to blow up the drug labs. They uh, start trying to get out by selling weapons that they've stored themselves, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's from 1990. It's a pretty good film. It's uh, based on a book, all that stuff. So it's pretty juicy, pretty good. Everybody will love it. Air America is my number nine. All these okay. movies, if you haven't seen them all, go look at them all. Uh, especially my like top ten. Go check them out. <laughs> so really, all all these movies that you're talking about, but especially the top ten, which is all the movies you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. So, uh... jeez, and I'm the one that's hungover. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I had a uh, big night last night too, but just. I didn't drink too much. I just stayed up. I was up until like seven o'clock. Uh, um, PM, right? AM. My yeah. answer's funnier. Insomnia is a hell of a drug. Mm. But uh, number eight, eight, yeah, eight. I got the list in front of me. And I still got missed the number. Number eight on my list is uh. A movie written by Quentin Tarantino and directed by Oliver Stone. Uh, it vastly different if uh, Tarantino got to direct it. But um, my number eight is Natural Born Killers. I was wondering when Natural Born Killers had come up. Yeah. The only reason it's so low is because Robert Downey Jr. wasn't the uh, star of the movie. That yeah, that was Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Uh, and also, Oliver Stone is hit and miss with me. Like, his directing style is hit and miss. Like, See, uh, Alexander is a miss. Natural Bone Killers is a hit. Yeah, Natural Bone Killers was great. It's one I can actually talk about. Like, um... I do love the 
art house playing with genre sort of style that is very typical of anything with Tarantino involved. Yeah. And where it does play with that sort of, okay, what's real, what's reality? And yeah, just that playing with the styles. Yeah, Natural Born Killers is enjoyable, really enjoyable movie. Um, it's been ages since I've watched it, so don't ask me anything significant. Other than, isn't Robert Downey Jr. an Australian journalist? Yeah, he is. He does yeah. the best Australian accent. We'll get into that in a couple of entries. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I, I know what movie that's going to be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. One of the most controversial movies on his filmography. But uh, Natural Born Killers also adds a uh, soft spot in my heart because it came out on August 26, 1994, which oh, is yeah. my Wait, fifth if birthday. Everyone listens closely, if everyone listens closely, every time someone says 1994, Tom starts whacking it. <laughs> but August 26 specifically is my birthday. Yeah, but no one actually cares about that. Oh, I care. My no one important cares. cares. My mum cares. I uh, actually... No, she doesn't. She uh, doesn't. Your enough. wife pays her to be nice to you. Oh, uh, fair enough. My wife cares. <laughs> my wife cares enough to pay my mum. Yeah, because it gets you quiet. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, excellent, excellent cast. Forty Harrison, Juliette Lewis. Robert Downey Jr., uh, Tom Sizemore, and who plays name? um Juliet Lewis's father? What's his name? Is oh uh, the comedian? Um, yeah, the old school comedian. He plays Larry Burns in one episode of The Simpsons. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? He's what's in Caddyshack as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to kick myself when I find out his name. Nah, doesn't matter. Everyone knows who we're talking about, and if they don't, they can work it out. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh... Oh, fuck me. Rodney no. Dangerfield. That's it. Yeah. Told you it was uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Also stars uh, Tommy Lee Jones. I forgot he was in it. Is he the cop that's after him? Uh... No, it's Tom Sizemore. Tommy Lee Jones is the, the prison warden. Okay, makes sense. I think, yeah, yeah, he's the prison warden. Tom Sizemore's the detective. Fair enough. I, as I said, it's been years since I've watched it. I've watched all these uh, movies recently, which is why they're all like in my head kind of thing. Uh, but... I've also like seen almost everything on uh, Netflix, Stan, the Disney, fucking all that shit. No wonder I'm fat. Yeah, oh, well, it could also be that it's very hard for you to, you know, walk around and get exercise. But no, yeah. no, it's definitely all the streaming services' fault that you're a fat cunt. Oh, Exa- I dropped a C bomb. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's uh, therefore I'm suing Netflix. Yeah, exactly. You just sound like a Karen from the US. Or a Darren, which is a male version of a Karen. I've heard so many different things for the Karen name. Yep, here we go. It's a tangent. So I've heard Chad's. I've heard <laughs> um, Darren's. I've heard there's there's about four others that I've heard. I've heard Matthews. I haven't heard, heard Matthews as one. I've heard Kyle. 
And I've heard Josh. I've heard Keith. I've heard Keith as well. I've heard Keith. Yeah. But yeah. Either way, just male Karens, heaps of different names for him. Let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, my mother-in-law's name is Karen, and I say the opposite is Darren, because her new husband is Darren, and her ex-husband is Darren. I've met a couple of people who end up um, dating someone with the same name as their ex. I mean, I understand it for ease, but at least you know... If you scream out their name during sex, it's not going to get you in that much trouble. Exactly. Uh, the other night... Oh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you scream out your your mother-in-law's ex's name? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, number seven is Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? It got... It only got number seven on your list. Yeah, because like RDJ wasn't the as a Robert Downey Jr. movie. Yes, yeah, oh. it wasn't really his movie. He was a big part of it, but it wasn't his movie. If you know what hmm. I mean. Like, One thing I think that's really interesting about that movie, and this is more from a Spider-Man perspective, is that Robert Downey Jr. kind of taking on the role of um the the classic Uncle Ben character almost. Like, teaching, like, there is responsibility. We don't want to put you in over your head. Use your power, but use it wisely. Make sure you're not... Make sure you're doing the right thing. Like, he has got that very similar sort of element, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh... It's going to be interesting in seeing, uh, Not Far From Home, uh... What's the new one called? No Way Uh, Home, is it? No Way Home. It's going to be interesting seeing... Uh, Peter Barker's evolution uh, without Tony Stark. Like, I know he wasn't even far from home, but, but that, that was, was still pretty fresh that he was gone. Yeah, exactly. And it was still Iron Man without being there, having giant influence over Spider-Man. Well, yeah, you know the glasses, um, him. The... Yeah, and the fact that he's fighting ex-Stark employees. Yeah, and the uh, suit uh, manufacturing as well. Towards yeah, the well, end where he gets to make his own suit. Yeah. So, yeah, it is... um, What, when he becomes... um, What is it? Night Monkey, is it? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> no, that's not Spider-Man. It's Night Monkey. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, beyond that, like, uh, towards the end when he's in the uh, jet and he gets to make his own suit. He's like, I'll throw a bit of this in there, I'll throw a bit of that in there, and yeah. we'll be all good. Although let's have some fun. The uh, the there being uh, this is a small tangent, but on the Spider-Man subject, there have been uh, set photos released that are apparently hoaxes, but they could be real, but they could still be hoaxes uh, of. Uh, Spider-Man with the Doc Ock arms, which means they're running with the storyline where Peter Parker dies. Oh, no, 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 no. So there's two different options that could be happening here. One, he could be becoming, going further with the Iron Spider suit. Yeah. Which which was shown in um, uh, Infinity War. But then it could also be going with the, what is it, Superior Spider-Man arc, where... um, Doc Ock pretty much body swaps with Peter Parker 
because his yeah. body was dying. And Peter Piker dies within the Doc Ock shell, effectively, and Doc Ock becomes the superior Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. but um, that's what they be interesting to see what happens there. That's what they think it looks like because it doesn't look like the Spider-Man as Iron Spider legs. It looks like the Doc Ock arms. There are only mm. a few of them, and yeah, it looks like the ones from Spider-Man Two. Okay, like well, Sam um, if all the rumors are correct, um, the Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 is going to be in that episode, in that movie. Uh, Same it's with, um, not even a rumor anymore. It's confirmed from what I read. And it was Jamie Foxx as Electro? Yeah, as that well, one's yeah. still a rumor, though. And the, interesting uh, to see. Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire are still rumors. Yeah. The Doc Ock confirmed. Hmm. I do like yeah. that, because I did like him as Doc Ock, except for the ending. Yeah, we've discussed that previously. Go back to our older episodes mm. if you are. Unlike Tom, I... I can control myself and not go on a cranky rant about something multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I can on most things, but just not the fucking zombie movie. <laughs> anyway, so what's your number uh, six? Number six is probably the most controversial on this no. list. I think you can guess what it is. Yep. Yeah, number six is Tropic Thunder. I actually don't like Tropic Thunder that much. Not not because it's controversial or anything. I just so many people raved about the humor in it, and I watch it, and I'm just like, eh. I'm not that too much on the humor, and I'm not that big a fan of the movie, just like you. But undeniably, Robert Downey Jr. was fucking excellent in that movie. It's Robert Downey Jr. He's fucking excellent in any movie he's in. Especially when he's clean. But uh, the reason why it is so controversial is Robert Downey Jr. for like 99% of the film did it in blackface. Yeah. It was, and, um... got, and won Golden Globe and got nominated for a fucking Oscar for yeah, doing it's... blackface. It is very much a um, product of the times. Like, it is a different style of blackface, but still yeah. blackface. It was um, uh, done in a way that uh, made people realize that blackface is not okay, but also he did it in a way that his character, his character's character did it. It's so convoluted. It's Yeah, because he plays an actor that then does blackface for a role. Yeah, who then becomes a completely different character. Yeah, because full-on so method weird. acting and stuff like that. And He does one of the best Australian accents, because we have one of the hardest accents in the world to uh, imitate. And... Really? All you have to really do is sound a bit like a fax machine and throw in, like, fucking cunt every now and again sorry that's exactly. my second one i won't say any more i promise but... <laughs> but exactly it was it is should be that easy but so many people fail at it and he always nails it that's because he's awesome yeah but he played a blue-eyed blonde-haired australian playing a dark-haired brown-eyed black man in the vietnam war yeah, yeah, it was, um... yeah, it was, it, it could have, literally all it would have had to do is say one thing wrong, or mm. put one finger out of line, in real life even, and the whole role would have fallen down like an outer guards. 
but he kept it standing the whole way, all the way to the Golden Globes. Like, and, like, that's also a testament to Ben Stiller, who was the director. Like, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not a big fan of Ben Stiller. Like, there's a couple of movies of his I like, but, yeah, just, I... I just don't dig him, and I think that's why I didn't like the movie. I mean, also the fact that everyone raves about Tom Cruise's character in it, and I'm not a Tom Cruise fan at all. Yeah. Like, it's just like, for me, it's like watching it. It's just like, uh, there's no one here I really like that much. Like, I like Robert Downey. I love Robert Downey Jr., and I quite like um, Jack Black. But, yeah, the rest of it, it's just like, uh, And these so many of those characters have been, well, the Tom Cruise character, because I didn't watch it for years, like, till years later. Excuse me. The Tom Cruise character, and everyone raved about, it and I see it, and I'm just like, eh. and then, um, the, um, Ben Stiller character. It's just like, oh, it's Ben Stiller. He um annoys me. It was just like, yeah, it was just going in after everyone raving about. It, it was just like, yeah, this is this is okay, I guess. But yeah, Steve Coogan was awesome in the movie. That two, he didn't have enough time. He could have made the movie better. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Steve Coogan. He was the director of the film in the movie. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Because I, uh, I was just thinking to myself, wait, didn't you just say Ben Stiller director? But no, no, it makes sense what you no. said. <laughs> it's a film about a film being filmed about a film. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't sound confusing. Yeah, exactly. It's so it got so many levels that it's just confusing as fuck, and it didn't need to be. Mm. But at the same time, it worked in a way. Like obviously, mm. it made money in the box office, so it kind of yeah, it almost like it over doubled its money. So kind yeah. of been that bad. But yeah, like you, I just never quite got it. So. Uh, but you dug Robert Downey Jr.'s character in it and his acting in it. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's on the list. That's so why maybe the so top 10 should be list. changed to um, top 10 Robert Downey Jr. roles rather than Robert Downey Jr. films. Yeah, true. True. But then I would also have to lump Spider-Man with Iron Man and the Avengers. Hmm, fair. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> Number five is uh, Zodiac. Have you haven't seen caught it? it? No, I haven't caught it. But with all the recent stuff about the Zodiac Killer coming up, it makes me really want to start watching it again. Uh, the which stuff? Um, that they've cracked his last two codes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, was it the Australian co-analyst cracked. I don't know. I just saw it as a clickbait title on Facebook. I don't actually know any information. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, David Fincher, who did Fight Club, The Social Network. Uh, he also did... Uh, fuck, Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Uh, did he do Seven as well? Seven, and unfortunately, his very first movie is Aliens 3. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember our discussion about that, yeah. Yeah. I treated myself to Aliens 1 and 2 and subjected myself to Aliens 3 and Resurrection and tortured myself with Alien vs. Predator 1 and 2. No Prometheus? I haven't got there yet, or Covenant. Yeah, you don't really want to if you like the first movies. Oh, I've seen them before. I just 
haven't done it in this part. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, Zodiac is all about the Zodiac Killer. It's about uh, it's half between his movie and Joe Gyllenhaal's movie. Uh, yeah, and maybe Mark Ruffalo. I need to see more movies with Mark Ruffalo in them, like um, because I do really like him as just an actor, and I just haven't caught enough movies with him in it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, his early career was mostly rom coms, but when yeah. he got the Hulk role, that's when he started getting better roles. Mm. It's when they started seeing him as a bankable star. Well, I remember reading this thing that he was talking about where he was doing um. He's doing some stage shows, and there was supposed to be um some fake joints there, but someone replaced it, and he's there getting baked on stage. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that's Which, awesome. To be honest, it's, yeah, it's very amusing in my opinion. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it's about the Zodiac Killer. It's uh, it goes into the fact that uh, what is it, the first Dirty Harry movie? is based around the Zodiac Killer's real-life case that was going on at mm. the time. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's the detective. Jed Gyllenhaal works at a, uh, at a uh, newspaper. Robert Downey Jr. is a re- in- re- investigative reporter that goes f- pretty insane trying to uh, figure out who the fuck this guy is, but, uh, yeah, it's really, really good. It's worth the watch. Like, pretty much, like, up until my, my bottom five, so six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, uh, just, yeah, watch them if you got time. My top five, uh, you should definitely watch them all. Just watch them. Uh, I wonder where Dr. Doolittle's going to place on this list. Number one. <laughs> oh uh, fuck you, me! That's this is the moment I said uh, I say ah uh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn! Although my number one and number two might uh piss you off, might piss some people off, but that's why I'm here. I love to watch the world burn. I wouldn't I go that. I think it's wait. more you like to watch people just feel a bit uncomfortable and just yeah. be annoyed. Yeah. Anyway, so what's your next one? What, number five now? Yeah, five. Four. Number on four. Ah, what's number four? Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Both Fair of them. Fair enough. Like, it's obviously a classic title. Everybody's heard of Sherlock Holmes. Him and Jude Laura fucking great on screen. Robert Downey Jr., despite those who have seen do little proves that he can do <laughs> an English accent. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, but yeah, they're just great films all around. They go on the typical... Uh, he can figure out anything by thinking logically kind of thing. To be honest, I just love some of the... um, A lot of the um, soundtrack for the... um, For the Doctor Doolittle movies. A lot of Irish folk punk. Great fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you mean the uh, Sherlock Holmes movies? What did I say, Doctor Doolittle? Yeah, yeah. I was well, like, you knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I did, and I got to translate for you for once. Yeah. Uh, 
Number three on the list would be uh, uh, it's not an original character. He it's a biopic. It was one of the best biopics ever made. This one is Chaplin. Yeah, I was wondering when Chaplin would come up for you. That's number three. So you can guess what number two and number one are. Uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, straightforward. Yeah. Chaplin is about Charlie Chaplin, in case people out there don't realize. Uh, mm. Charlie Chaplin was probably the biggest celebrity of the first, like, 40 years of film. Well, the probably the biggest, one of the biggest um, silent film actors, at least. Well, he probably is the biggest silent film actor. Hmm. Like, yeah, and he was the only one with the balls in the 30s to literally, his only speaking role is the great dictator, and he did a parody of Hitler, which back then no one did. Like, in the 30s, Hollywood was scared to go near him because, believe it or not, it was uber popular, even in America. Yeah, and, yeah. And Chaplin... Still is, was, apparently. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's Trump. It's just reincarnated Hitler. I wouldn't say reincarnated Hitler. Hitler had a lot more... Um, What is it? Um, A lot more charisma. Yeah. And... Like, yeah, like... I don't like the people making the equivalent between Trump and Hitler, Hitler was honestly a lot more successful. Yeah. Um, not saying that Hitler was a good guy in any stress. Oh, no, better, not even he, close. He was a better leader than Trump ever was. For the German people, yeah. He did a lot more for them. He was... Uh, you got to remember, he came... And this is to you. This is to the general people. He came around at a point when the world was crumbling under financial depression during the Great Depression, and turned Germany into a megapower, pretty much. Like, it uh, was one of the only thriving nations in the world. Yeah, well, getting rid of, like, like just changing it all. The um, German hospital system was pretty well run at that point, um, yeah. bringing in the Volkswagen so everyone had a car. Like, this isn't condoning, this isn't being, not condoning, this isn't, a positive thing about Hitler, just saying that he was smarter than Trump. Pretty much, we're leaving yeah. it at that. Yeah, he was he more was... capable and smarter than Trump. Yeah, so uh, Trump was a shit leader, and therefore, actually, yeah, worse than Hitler because he was a shit leader, and he still tried all the fascist <laughs> bullshit. He was a worse leader than. Hitler, I don't think he's as worse a person considering Hitler was involved in the um, Holocaust. Yeah, it, and that's for those who don't know about the Holocaust, read a book. Like seriously, yeah, exactly. If you are don't know about the Holocaust, you won't understand the fact that I say Hitler is a kind of the weak. We should have like <laughs> we should we got to get a soundbite for when we announce the um, the kind of the week. week. Yeah. Jeez, my, the sea yeah. bombs are flowing out of us today, aren't they? I know. Last week, re- listening back over the re- uh, recordings, I realized uh, I must have been in a bad mood the whole way through because I, I just sounded uh, 
Grumpy from start to end, and I just let the sea bombs fly by the end of it. And I was like, oh, wow, I must have been in a shit of a mood. At least you weren't in a cunt of a mood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not a one cunt of the week. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, Chaplin, back to that. Uh, it mm. goes for a fucking ever, like the actual movie. It goes yeah. for ages. It goes for uh, shit, a bit over two hours. But it oh. seems, it feels like it goes for four. Do, um, do you want to know something interesting about um, Chaplin? What? He was directed by John Hammond. Richard Attenborough John. from, Richard Attenborough, a.k.a. John Hammond from Jurassic Park. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, of course it was. Because uh, that's where uh, Rob RDJ got his English accent by imitating uh, Richard Attenborough. That wow. must have been Sorry, I'm just, I'm just looking at the... um cast list and geez great yeah, names in here there's heaps of it and probably not the Kevin Dunn I'm thinking of yeah, I was looking at that as well uh, um, yeah James Woods Anthony Hopkins uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, who else is in it uh, fuck I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head I might, I've got uh, it here I've got it here so Mila Jovovich you said oh, Anthony Hopkins wow. Diane yeah. Lane Oh, um, wow. Marissa Tomei. Oh, um, wow. yeah, like a pretty decent, um, cast listing. Like it was actually a surprise when I just quickly looked it up while we were talking. Kevin Klein. I've got it sitting in front of me as well. Yeah. I was just more surprised seeing, um, Mila Jovovich on here. Just must, she must be young. Who does she? Oh Yeah. That's right, because it doesn't pull any punches. Charlie Chaplin had an affinity for younger women. By younger women, I mean 16, 17-year-old women. Mm, gross. And uh, he would marry them. He would knock them up, marry them, then divorce them. But, uh, yeah, it, that must have been one of his younger wives. Because Miller couldn't have been uh, fucking older than 18 at the time. Let's have a look. So she was born in 75. So she's, what, 13 years older than me. So she's... So she would have been in her 20s, I think. When did it... 92 is when it came out. It was filmed in 90... From 90 to 91. Okay, so she would have been about 16. Shit. Yeah. Mm. So she wouldn't have been too old at all. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two, and uh, I struggle with these two. Which one should be number one and which one shouldn't be number two? But in number two, I put all three, all four, sorry, of the Avengers films. Yeah, fair enough. Uh Infinity War and Endgame are two of the greatest MCU films that I personally have ever seen. Uh, But the reason why I put it at number two is because Age of Ultron is one of the worst MCU films I've ever seen. Uh, I, I liked certain aspects of it, but there were certain others that I just thought were crap. And that's the reason why it's at number two. Because mm. the other three were just weighed down by it, in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like, um, I do get where you're coming from with that. Um, like, I haven't actually, like, I think I've watched Age of Ultron once. Like, I haven't actually watched it through. Um, yeah. Like, like, I haven't watched it, sorry, I haven't watched it a second time. But, um, like, yeah, the, I don't know, it just, they had so much potential there and they just kind of just fumbled the ball at the end. And they also made it seem like, because like in other other uh, MCU movies, the baddies from those single movies were worse than Ultron, if you know what I mean. So like they had a character that they set up in the film to, like, and he probably, I haven't read any of the comics involving Ultron, but, like, he was probably worse than those comics, and he should have been portrayed as the big bad guy that was an Avengers-level threat during the movie, rather than just a guy that Iron Man could have beaten up on his own. Hmm. Absolutely. Like, um, yeah, I think Age of Ultron was a lot of missed opportunity. Yeah. That being said, I'd like to see Ultron actually come back because in the comics, every time a physical body of his gets wrecked, he's got like about 80 other bodies and he just uploads his personality into it sort of thing. Yeah. So um, I think they have some potential to bring Ultron back and I would really like that and I think they could do a lot with it. They they kind of... And that was also the thing at the end of Age of Ultron when uh, they destroyed all the Ultron bots... That they, they could find. That they yeah. could find, yeah, true. I was going to say, they kind of put that now in the coffin, which pissed a lot of people off too. Mm. But yeah, that's my number two. My well, number just, one... Just quickly, no, stop, 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 stop. So um, one thing that's actually really <laughs> funny, and I saw this the other day talking about the um whole Age of Ultron sort of thing, is because Joss Whedon directed it. Um, He actually did an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that pretty much plays very similar to Age of Ultron. <laughs> which is called like um I Robot You Jane pretty much Willow falls in love with a guy over the internet who turns out to be a demon who's been uploaded into a computer who eventually gets a body built for him and tries to wipe out people so there's a witch involved there's a um robot that's had its body built up yeah it's yeah Joss Whedon had already done it <laughs> Oh, God. I think Joss Whedon is at the end of his bag of tricks. Uh, Joss Whedon just needs to fuck off, mainly because he's just... The way he's treated a lot of female cast members on set. Oh, I hadn't heard about this. You hadn't heard about it? So multiple people have come out, like from the Buffy days even. like So um, Michelle Trachtenberg, who played Dawn, so um, Buffy's younger sister. Yeah. Um, At one stage there was a rule that she was not allowed to be alone with Joss Whedon. For her own safety. Oh, really? Yeah, his his wife has come out and talked about how he would prey on a lot of people. Yeah, Joss Whedon's a scumfuck. Oh wow, wow. So uh, yeah, mm. I didn't know that. But either way, like he's directing chops. He proved with uh, Joss's League that he's lost his touch. Yeah. I just think he just needs to just fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, number one, we all know it. It's Doctor Doolittle. Doctor Doolittle. No, but seriously, it's uh, it's pretty in pink. 
yeah, not surprised by that at all. <laughs> I don't know. Was he even in that? I know he was in no, a I've couple got... of John Hughes movies, but I don't think he was in that. No, I don't think he was in Pretty in Pink either. Let me just uh... check for you, but you start talking. Okay. <laughs> Number one is all three Iron Man movies. Uh, popped up because Iron Man 1 started the MCU and it was this incredible film. Iron Man 2 gets a bad rap. It was better than most people thought. Uh, still better than Thor Dark World. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was good. Iron Man 3 was miss potential is the weakest of the three but it's still better than avengers age of ultron though um one thing that's actually surprised me that you didn't bring this up as one of the, like this this movie didn't make it onto your list that you didn't put it on um captain america winter soldier no civil war civil war sorry that was gonna be number 10 yeah, not winter soldier civil war yeah that was gonna be really i'd put that no, so much higher because 10, he's such a main seven. character in it but yeah Number seven over Homecoming, but I like Homecoming more. Fair enough. Everyone also, there I, own, didn't, yeah, just... I didn't want to make this too MCU heavy. I get you for that. Um, also, Pretty in Pink. Um, Molly Ringwald originally wanted Robbie Downey Jr. as one of the characters in it, but they um, picked pick someone else. So there you he, go. She, I think she wanted him to be Ducky. Yeah. And I don't know. I've never seen out. Pretty in Pink, but I'm just saying that, yeah. It's Alan from Two and a Half Men. Yeah, I don't like Two and a Half Men. I like good comedy. Um, Hot Shots, it's uh, Wash Out. Just, just another member of the Brat Pack, I think, by the sounds of things. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much what he was. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Iron Man, th all three Iron Mans is my number one easily. It started probably the most lucrative uh universe in movies it mm. it was just great from start to finish and the weakest entry of the three is still better than the weakest entry of the uh of the avengers yeah like just talking about the impact that that movie started in cinema is just huge yeah plus it brought robert downey jr Back, back from the like the gutter with the bushes. Well, yeah, he was always a an amazing actor, and this kind of brought him back in. And he's he's a perfect um, Tony Stark. Yeah. Well, another movie that I was thinking about putting in, I've got a bunch of movies on my shortlist, and another movie was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Bang. Yeah. The uh, movie that like really gave Disney the confidence to let him be uh, Iron Man, realised that he could, he was playing and he did come back and he acted professional. Mm. But yeah, so that's my top 10. Do uh, you agree? Do you disagree? Leave us a comment. Yell at us at, on Twitter. Do the typical internet thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can yell at me as much as you want and if I pissed you off, I apologise, but I do not No, you care. don't. You don't, yeah, you don't apologize if you don't care. And the thing is, in the end, this is your opinion on things. Like, everyone's exactly. entitled to an opinion. As I've said before, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and everyone thinks everyone else stinks, and their own smells like roses. Oh, poo -oo -oo. <laughs> yeah, we did go into the outcast thing before, but I was trying not to be 
Not to go on another damn tangent, Tom. <laughs> oh, God damn I'm it, sorry. man. I've been listening to your voice for like a week. So in reality, we talked a week ago, but I've been listening to you for over a week. Jeez, your nuts would be so empty by now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no wonder I have two kids. <laughs> I'm surprised you could after jacking it off over my voice so much. Surprised <laughs> right uh, now, like if you were to jack it right now, there'd be just a little white flag come out the end. Just I surrender, don't beat me anymore. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So uh, yeah, we're gonna stop that tangent before it goes much further. And we're going to have a little break. We'll catch you after the break. It is time to reveal the big news. The Portless Score podcast is now on Patreon. There are six tiers to choose from, ranging from $1 to $100. $1 gets you just to help. $3 gets you a shout-out in every episode, except for the episodes in the next tier. $10 gets you your choice. You choose the topic, and I record a solo episode dedicated to you with no ads or other Patreon shoutouts. $15 is produce it up. You get the opportunity to choose the week's topic and the co-host. The code should be attainable and knowledgeable on the subjects. 26 spots available. $50 gets you the VIP co-host position. Three spots available. $100 is make the school podcast your own. You and a person of your choosing make an episode. You can even change the intro music and artwork and you can edit or ask Tom to edit to your specifications. Go to patreon.com before IWC and you will get to our landing page. That's patreon.com before IWC. Please support us so that we can continue to provide you with quality content each and every week. And back from the break. Now, we get to talk about the one that everyone actually um, tunes into this podcast for. My one. Because, yeah, everyone has to Push through Tom's, and everyone <laughs> eventually wants to get to me. At least that's what Tom's wife said. Um, well, that's why I went first, so that they happened to me. <laughs> uh, so, um, the main one I'm talking about is pretty much my um, pretty the ten favorite um adult animated cartoon series. Um, the main reason I bring this one up. And I've said this before, it's one of the first things that Tom and I bonded over. In particular, South Park, um, which, amazing comedy series, but I'll talk its praises when I get there. But, um, I wonder what I your love... number one's going to be. Oh, there's actually a couple in number one. It's actually a really hard decision for me. Um, Fair enough. So, with this, I, um, I'm not including any of the action-based anime. I'm more going for the comedy-based ones. And by more, I mean I'm guaranteed going in the comedy-based ones. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so um, some of the series that I am going to be talking about are definitely controversial series um, and have all have had, I think, well, well, not all, but a lot of them have had their share of controversy. But um, the ones that you'll find towards the top are probably, well, it's probably the most controversial once again, but um, I'll say it's praises when I get there. So... In number 10, it's a more... Re well, not that recent, but still a more modern one, in Bob's Burgers. Um, I've only started... Like, I'm into the fourth season now, and I've been really enjoying it. Like, don't get... Like, H. John Benjamin, the voice of Bob, I really dig his work, and that'll be in another um, 
one on the list a bit later. But um, he's not the reason I generally watch it. It's the three kids in it. They, <laughs> they fucking crack me up. Like, oh, the shit that they say. Um, especially the youngest. Yeah, Louise, who's um, voiced by Kristen Shaw, who's a fantastic comedian. Um, and, yeah, just the shit she comes out with and the naivety of um, the son. What's his name? Um it doesn't matter. But yeah, the naivety of the sun and some of the things he comes out with. Like, yeah. or he'll say something that is a very adult thing, but he has no idea. He's just saying it based on the context he knows. But yeah, yeah some of the back and forth in that is just hilarious. And um, oh, yeah, I, I just think it's great. I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, I haven't watched enough to get into it, to get fully into it. But um, so far, it's made an impression, which is already um, more than a lot of others have. Yeah. Um, my and next one. Oh, sorry. You the head writers of Bob Burgers. I I signed on to do uh, Deadpool three. That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. Is uh, uh Ryan Reynolds can pick them. That's that's a positive thing. Though yeah. I am so, I'm both sad and angry about one thing with Deadpool three is that um I don't think Weasel's coming back. Yeah. But that's because he revealed himself to be a creep, so you can fuck off. Yeah. It's, uh... TJ Miller, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, you did. TJ Miller, boss. Like, he was... Uh, he will never work for Disney, like, ever. Yeah, especially if the allegations are proven to be true, which I think they are. Uh... Mm. Yeah, it's, uh... Hopefully they don't do the recast option. Hopefully they just write him out of the movie. Or even just have him there for a little while and just get rid of him. Yeah. I like, wouldn't so, even go that risk, risky well, with it. They can really go well with that because in, um, in the comics, Deadpool treats Weasel like absolute shit. Like just absolutely kicks the shit out of him. Like, but yeah, that's a different kettle of fish. And a tangent. Ding, 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 another one. Um, but yeah, so do you enjoy Bob's Burgers, Tom? Yes, I love Bob's Burgers. I'm just starting to watch it on Disney+. Plus. It's, uh, it's yeah, I'm up to roughly season four as well. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I have so many good laughs in it. And um, yeah. actually, another character I really like is the... um. He's the main guy who comes in and eats there. What's his name? He's... Oh, the guy from the business next door. No, not the guy from the business next door. It's the other no, one. No, that's the funeral parlor. Yeah. Uh, the other guy there, the bigger guy. I can't yeah. remember his name. Some Whenever there's a, an episode with him based around his character, I will watch it and I will guaranteed laugh. <laughs> he always is just makes me laugh because he's just... He's a delightful idiot. Yeah. And uh, like you said, the voice actor for Bob, he's in, I think, two other iconic uh, adult comedies, adult animated comedies. He's yeah. one of the most recognizable voices. Oh, I've he's got a great heard. voice. But when you see him, you don't expect that voice to come out of him. He's a hmm. short little fat dude with no hair. Yeah, yeah. He's the stereotypical Jewish voice actor. And yeah. I say stereotypical because stereotypes exist 
And now that I say that, everyone's going to be like, oh, yep, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so the next one up, and this one used to be a huge favorite of mine, but its dip in quality has dropped it so far down, and that's actually Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, right. so like at first Family Guy was a pretty run-of-the-mill sort of, just pretty much a Simpsons clone. Then it got into the more risque humor, and then it just went too far into the risque humor where it didn't have any cleverness about it to me. Yeah. So like, it was just like, bleh, like, yeah. Same play is trying to widen in recent years. Well, there's that, and there's I think Seth MacFarlane's just done with it, and so he's just trying to see what he can get away with. Yeah, pretty much. Also, the uh, they're jumping the shark moment, and in case people don't realize what that means, in TV, uh, in the show Happy Days, which is one of the most popular shows ever in history, uh, Fonzie literally jumped on a, a jet ski jumped a shark, and mm. it was seen as the worst moment in TV history, and it's the the episode where Happy Days uh, ratings started to plummet. So whenever someone says you jump the shark, that's what they're referring to. However, in Family Guy, their jumping the shark moment was when they killed off Brian. Yeah, like, and then just brought him back again. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong, there's one moment after that where it absolutely cracked me up, where um, they had it so, like, there was an episode without Brian, and down the bottom it just said, oh, you didn't notice that Brian was missing, yet everyone got so upset when he was killed. Like, that part I thought was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, like, Family Guy, it still has a lot of positive moments, and I will rewatch some earlier seasons. But yeah, just, it's, it's done. It's yeah. done for me. Like, I'm... Um, I'm not expecting much more out of it, to be honest. No, neither am I. But uh, it might finally, finally uh, get its climactic end now that Disney own Fox. But maybe, yeah. um, maybe it's a wait and see thing. Like it's still profitable, so I don't know how Fox, what Fox will, well, Disney or Fox will do with that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my next one, and it's. A more modern one once again. Um, and that'd be Rick and Morty. The uh, I was only... going to say, when's that coming up? Um, I love Rick and Morty. Like, I was... Like, I, st I studied nihilism. So watching it, it's like... Like, seeing those jokes and see and having that understanding is really enjoyable. Yeah. The worst thing about Rick and Morty, though, is it's fucking fan base. <laughs> like, fuck me dead. You want some toxicity in a fan base. Like, oh, Jesus Christ! Like I'm, a, I'm a fan of the show. Like, I'm a huge fan of the show. I have uh, Rook Morty Monopoly, the uh, the portal gun that it projects a portal on a white wall, all that stuff. I have a bunch of collectibles. I've seen every single episode and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I stay clear of other fans for that reason. <laughs> but yeah, like um. Yeah, Rick and Morty has a lot of cleverness and plays with a lot of great sci-fi themes. But, um, yeah, like, some there are episodes in there that I can't watch that I've just got to, like, uh, don't want to watch this, and I'll try and skip through it. Um, yeah. For me, I love everything that comes yeah? out of the mind of, uh, what's his face? Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. I love Community as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and one of the big Justin issues Royland. is, yeah, 
Oh, they're fantastic. And when um Dan Harmon did Rick but actually got drunk for it. Yeah. Fuck, that was funny. Yeah. Um, so have you heard about the cancel Rick and Morty thing that's come up? No. Um, so there was some old footage of Dan Harmon pretending to have sex with a um doll, a baby doll. And he's he'd apologized for it years ago, and now the right wing's trying to like cancel Rick and Morty because of that footage, like trying to go the full cancel culture element. But it was a doll. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's dumb. It's very very bullet? dumb. Yeah, that's like when Disney fired James Gunn for tweets from like six years before he worked with Disney, and he apologized for him at the time. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, oh, we were wrong, and they hired him back. And it's interesting that Disney does that sort of thing, yet they'll also bend over backwards to make sure that China's happy when how many human rights violations is the Chinese government involved in? Yeah, true, but... Like, it's... Oh, just some of it's so fucking hypocritical. But at the same time, their business in China has, what, a billion people oh. that can watch movies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I get why they're doing it. It's to make money. But... Yeah, it's a bit hypocritical to fire someone for something that they'd already apologized for years ago. Yeah. And then um be in bed with someone who's killing people effectively. Yeah. Anyway, but, that's uh, a different kettle of fish. The dad in Rick and Morty, he's voiced by the same guy from Bob's Burgers, isn't he? Uh no, Archer. He's Cyril from Archer. I uh, know he's No, he's Archer from Archer. No, Bob is Archer. Archer. Cyril is Jerry. Oh, okay. That's where I'm getting confused. So the dad from Bob's Burgers is only two iconic, not three. No, iconic. three. He's in Family Guy. He is? Yep. The fuck he is plays, he? I think it's, his name is Carl, who um, who's Chris's boss at the Minimart, who talks oh, about movies all the time. Of course. Yeah, but that's not really an iconic main character. You never said he was an iconic main character. You said he was in an iconic animated show. Series. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm wrong. Yep. And I love hearing you say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say okay. that quite a bit. Okay. So one issue that I've found is as I'm doing this, I've remembered another adult animated show that I really, really love. So this will be a list of 11. If not... Um, <laughs> You're probably going to have to drop Bob's Burgers off the bottom because okay. um, I haven't watched enough of it. So if um, Tom has an issue with me going to 11, I never spoke about Bob's Burgers. Um, anyway, so the next one up on my list, it's probably one of the classics, um, and that would be The Simpsons. Uh, um, How did you forget The Simpsons? No, no, that's not the one I'm putting on. Oh, I remember okay. The Simpsons. I'm just moving on with the list. <laughs> okay. I wasn't I was getting caught say, up in another like, fucking tangent. How the fuck tangent. did you forget them? No, um, so, yeah. The Simpsons <laughs> the, whole, like, the next the one original. up. And Simpsons, like, everyone knows how Simpsons went strong, and then it started to go, okay, this is getting dumb. But After I've been watching some of the... 10, really? Yeah. I've been watching some of the more recent seasons, like the last three seasons, and they've really stepped it up, and, like, the show's is got darker jokes and more a lot more adult humor i i was tempted to watch the uh the simpsons loki crossover 
it's it's six minutes. You're not missing anything. Like I haven't watched it yet, but they've also got um a Star Wars one, and it's Maggie at um daycare, but becoming and getting Jedi powers. <laughs> okay. They're actually really entertaining, and to be honest, a little bit cute. But um, but yeah, so, the more re- sorry, you go. So it was a good thing that Disney took over. I think so. Like um. I think there has like the last couple of seasons of The Simpsons have been really, really enjoyable. Like moving more into an adult comedy sort of thing because well, kids aren't really watching it anymore. So it's like okay, we've got to change our audience again. Let's move to this sort of element. Yeah. And I think it was yeah. a smart move. And I think like seriously, watch some of the more recent seasons, and you'll have a pretty good laugh at some of it. Yeah, I uh. I tr- when they dropped every single episode ever on Disney Plus, I right to season twelve and then gave up. It wasn't every single episode ever. Wasn't it? They got rid of the Michael Jackson episode. Ah, uh, of course they did. Mm. I don't know where it was. So happy birthday, Lisa! Lisa, yeah. I'm gonna fuck your brother. <laughs> He's just about the right age. Um, wait, wow. wow. Oh, oh we, we shouldn't go on that tangent. <laughs> oh, let alone you get the um huge Jackson fans who are just going to defend every left, right, and center thing. And it's like, you can't insult him, he's dead. And it's like, yeah, we can. We can insult yeah. him. And it's even better when they're dead because they won't fight for themselves. Um, but as many would just say, as many would say, that's just ignorant. <laughs> uh, anyway, so next one up on my list. And I actually rated it higher than The Simpsons is Futurama. Yeah, actually, I would rate it higher than The Simpsons too. Got I just think cancelled it's been... a bunch of times, but it got unfairly cancelled. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's I just think it's a funnier series, um, and it had more opportunity to go wacky because it is based in science fiction. Yeah, and like. Well, I love that show so much that my that doctors and nurses party at uni one year, I actually dressed as Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> like, I wanted to get in a fight and just spit ink in the person's face and then just scuttle off. <laughs> it would have been funny. I would have been, like, laughing to the oh, point yeah. that I fell out of my wheelchair. Yeah, it would have been, well, it's not hard to make you fall out of your wheelchair. It's one of my favorite things to do to you when I see you, just push you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, oh, I think God. Futurama is a great series. Like lots of great jokes. Bender as a character is fantastic. Um, yes. And yeah, I, Fry's hilarious. And then there's the episode. I can't remember what the name of the episode, but it's about Fry's dog who sits waiting for him to come back after he gets frozen. Oh yeah, fucking and he heartbreaking. That, and Fry thinks that he lived a full life without Fry. Yeah, and he no, and he just waited he for him the entire out. time. Then. The audience finds out that he was just sitting outside the pizza parlor for like 10 years mm. waiting for a fire to come back. Yeah, poor Seymour, uh, but yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing that makes a comedy series really good is when they can do those moments as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, heartbreaking. It was a great moment and very well written. Well done to the writers there. Plus um, the final episode was an actual decent final episode. Yeah, it was actually a good ending for a series. Yeah. It wasn't a lazy fade to black or anything like that. Sopranos. Yeah. Um, 
that yeah. wasn't lazy. People are still talking about the Spinos ending to this day. That yeah, and angry about it shot. still. Did he get shot? Didn't he get shot? Who took over? Who didn't take over? What was going? Yeah. It was because there was movies in the pipeline, but what's his face died. Oh, Gandolfini was still alive like about five years after Sopranos ended, I thought. Yeah, yeah. The... He was alive, but uh, the movies were set in the future so that he had to age a little bit to oh, do so... them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get then you. When, when the movies came around, he died. So now they're doing a prequel, Sopranos, about uh, young Gandolfini and his father. Well, Gandolfini's the name of the actor, but... Um... Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his actual... Tony. Young Tony and his, uh, his father during mm. the 60s and 70s, during the early mid-years of the mob, I should say. Mm. And uh, about the... the development of the Soprano the... family. But yeah, once again, we've much. tangented again. <laughs> Sorry. We uh, keep so... on topic. We'd be dangerous, man. So what? what's after Futurama... After Futurama is Drawn Together. Which one's that? Drawn Together. So it was a cartoon series, obviously. Um, and so it first came up. When it, so what its premise is, it's a big brother house. But it's got, I think it's, the housemates are all cartoon stereotypes. Yeah. Like there's um a Disney princess who's quite racist. <laughs> There's a black exploitation character called um, Foxy Cleopatra who solves mysteries and is a musician. Yeah. Um, there's Captain Hero who's a generic superhero. Um, <laughs> there's Xander who's a ripoff of Link, and some of the episodes are about him coming to terms with his um, sexuality. <laughs> There's um, Ling Ling who's a ripoff of Pikachu. Um, there's Waldor Sockbat who's a ripoff of um, SpongeBob SquarePants. There's Toot, who is a um, ripoff of Betty Boop, but she's she plays up to the um, attention-seeking drama queen bitch sort of character in um, any Big Brother sort of house. There's Spanky Ham, who's a crass internet cartoon. Yeah, and I think that's it. But like, so like this entire not, show. Th- this was an Adult Swim. Sure. No, it was. I think it was a bit before Adult Swim. It was, it the DVD distributions by Madman, but I first saw it on SBS when I was about seventeen. Yeah, I think I remember it from like fourteen, fifteen years ago. Yeah, well, like yeah. this is an example of how offensive the show is. Like, um, Captain Hero's sitting there and he's looking at the women that are in there. And um, he just says, you know what, I'd stick and stir any one of these broads, but what I really want is a sexy black chick. Foxy walks in, bling, bling, Foxy's in the house, walks in, and he goes, wow, I'm good at this. I want a 12-year-old girl and a donkey. And he sits there staring at the door for about a minute. Um, It's fucked. But (laughs) they did offensive humor so well, and just some of the parodying they did. They only did three seasons in a movie, but... um, and the third season was lackluster compared to the others, but some of the moments in it, oh my god, crack me up every time. Like it goes way too far with so many of its jokes, and oh, it's it's hilarious. And um, the fact one of the funniest things in the movie, there's a um, a pretty much like a mech, like a 
robot mech sort of thing, and it's trying to take down all the cast members. But the name of the um, mech is Israel. <laughs> and so oh, many Israel jokes there. And then on top of that, um, Seth MacFarlane's the voice for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. God damn. If, if anyone hasn't seen Drawn Together and is now interested in watching it, um, I'm sorry, but I hope you enjoy it. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely fucked, but hilarious uh... all in one. Um, another one on my list is American Dad, actually. American Dad. I fucking love American Dad. Like, it went to the what? Like, so Family Guy came out. American Dad was created as a more satirical one, and it just went from strength to strength. At first, I didn't like it much. Roger annoyed the shite out of me. <laughs> but as the series developed, his character developed, and it cracks me up to this day. Some of the moments, uh. like it's just that right amount of ridiculousness and satire. Um. Not as clever as some of the ones higher up on my list, but I, I love American Dad. I think it is great. And Patrick Warburton does a great job. Patrick Warburton? Don't you mean um Patrick Stewart? No, he's the voice of the dad, isn't he? Patrick the voice of the dad? No, the voice of the dad's Seth MacFarlane. Is it? Yeah. Seth MacFarlane's the voice of the dad. Um... D. Bradley Barker's The Fish. Those who don't know who D. Bradley Barker is, he's the voice of the entire crew in the um in Bad Batch and the Clone Wars. He's every single clone's voice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, Patrick Stewart is the voice of the boss of the the deputy director of the CIA. And yeah. they give him just these most ridiculous lines and stuff. And when he's a fully trained Shakespearean actor and he's pulling this off. It just cracks you up. Um, he's very similar to the Adam West character in Family Guy, where so much of it could be made around him and his ridiculousness. Um, and to be honest, Adam West in Family Guy was amazing. I forgot to talk about him before. Rest in peace, Batman. Um, yeah, he was great. I loved it. And, and yeah, um, I think American Dad has overtaken it because it's actually stayed clever rather than just going for dumb joke after dumb joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I stand corrected. Obviously, not Patrick Warburton. I thought mm. it was. Oh, no, I think that wait, name is involved. He's in uh, uh, Family Guy. That's where I'm getting a viz. He's uh, the Joe in Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's him. Cop. Yeah. Who yeah. I should have fucking uh, identify with. Will Why you're not a cop? And there's a big oh, difference yeah. between you and him. He's successful. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> oh, God, I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you're ready to admit that. Um, <laughs> my next one I'm going to talk about is Archer. I've hinted yeah. at it enough. Archer is great. Like, the amount of catchphrases that I use from that sh that show is huge. And um, yeah. I'm really worried about the next season, considering um. Are they doing the, the next played... season? Yeah, yeah. There's another season coming, but um, the fact yeah. that um the vo the woman who did the voice of Mallory has passed away. Uh, yeah, she passed away last year. Or was it this yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. Recently, know, it's all recently at least, woman. which is yeah. really sad because she was such a good character. She just cracked me up just with. She did. Oh, uh, just she was just this 
arrogant boss and mother who doesn't give two shits about anyone but herself and her own ego. And yeah, just like even the first episode where it's like um where a guy's got a gun against his archer's mother's head. And it's like, what if I shoot mother's, your mother's brains out? And then just suddenly hit, oh my God, do you have an erection? <laughs> <laughs> and then when he's trying to justify it to us, like, only half a one. As in half of me, it'd be really sad if you died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that show. Oh, the, uh, even even the controversial season, the coma season, where it just goes... Different adventures. Different adventures throughout time and space. Mm, it's still great. Mm. But, uh, yeah, the... Uh, the and news... then there's also the small Bob's Burgers crossover episode, too. Oh, I love that episode where he doesn't remember that he's a secret agent and he's Bob. Yeah. But, yeah, for those who listen to the possible first entry, if not, you have no idea what we're talking about because I've cut it out because I'm a dick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What's a burger? Um, exactly. You'll find out the the reason why that crossover works so well. But God damn it, is it good? Mm, but great. yeah, like you said, the next season is going to be uh, touch and go. It it without Mallory making her jokes like they can use they can do what Trailer Park Boys did and use uh. Uh, just unused stuff? Unused voice work or previous voice work to keep them alive because it's animated. But I don't think they should. No. Let the character... Well, they did the same with the guy... They killed off Woodhouse as a character when the actor who played him passed away. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, like... Yeah, I think... I think have a farewell in in show and keep moving it on and to be honest it could create some very amusing um archer morning sort of stuff yeah and it could even set up like if she's killed by like a rival spy agency or whatever when he did the um what is it terms of and rampagement when he had cancer yeah <laughs> and he did all that sort of thing and yeah so they could really build and do that sort of thing a second time but him avenging his mother's death yeah and uh and also, the yeah. thing I love about it is what time period is it set in? Yeah, got, it is not consistent. It's got some things from the 20s, some things from the 40s, some things from now, and like the old gen into one, and then it's got computers from like 70s. Yeah, there's very little consistency there. Yeah, and it's exactly. Just a funny little running joke in the background that. If you pick up on it, it's really quite amusing and a little bit confusing, which is really funny. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great. I love Archer. It's makes me laugh. Like, uh, um, the Archer drinking game as well is a great. Well, you said you're having trouble sleeping. This will put you in a coma if you play the Archer drinking game. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty much whenever um he says danger zone, does the Lana yell? Um, phrasing, whenever Pam says something sexual, whenever, um, what's her name? Um, the character who enjoys getting choked, whenever she gets turned on by something violent, whenever, um, 
Krieger says something really gross. Um, <laughs> whenever Cyril something someone refers to Cyril's dick or Cyril being a Cyril does something that's very um beta male. Yeah. yeah. Very, it, oh yeah. god damn. I you want like, to sleep for a while? That'll help. So like every minute of every episode. Yeah, pretty much. Um <sighs> anyway, so live. <laughs> oh, at least you're already sitting down. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay, so and then for the top spot it is a three way tie. Um as I've already said, like South Park is one of my number ones. Yeah. I think South Park is its satirical cleverness is amazing. Its jokes are great. The layered level of its jokes. Yeah. Like um, one of the best examples I can think of is where um, Cartman's complaining about the government spying on him, but Butters is okay with it, and he starts praying to the government and going to the DMV, yeah. and effectively creates a church. And by the end of it. The, like the DMV ends up getting accused of molesting boys, <laughs> and like it keeps moving to heaps of different things, and just like not that molesting boys is funny, but the fact that it's just it seems like religious organizations it keeps happening, and they at one stage they say, well, it just comes with the territory, and yeah, yeah so like Cause... and the Scientology episodes, the Mormon episodes, the Make Love Not Warcraft episode. <laughs> Imagination Land, like there are so many good ones. The Man the Bear medical, Kick stuff. The medical marijuana where they microwave <laughs> their balls. When they're bouncing oh, on them. It's like one of my favorite episodes ever. And also, like South Park has a soft spot in my heart every time because the amount of times I'd come home, I think you've you came back to my place a couple of times after the pub and we just sit at home, pissed off our heads and just watch South Park in the living room. <laughs> Fuck, they were good days. Oh, God damn. And even the modern uh, modern uh, seasons with Tegru Farms. Oh. So good. Oh, They're like... not even fucking trying and they're still good. <laughs> mm. Well, even the um, where they're trying to talk about the school shootings and one only one parent's getting upset and everyone's talking about it. Oh, she must be on her rag or something. And it's like, yeah. why has this become normal? And like, yeah, it's it's great. I love it. Um, yeah. Another one of my top ones is Metalocalypse. Yeah, I, yeah, fucking... I forgot about that. Holy yeah. shit. How the fuck did I forget about Metalocalypse? Yeah. And it's You're been bad renewed. You feel bad. It's coming well, back. Well, yeah, they're getting a movie. They're getting a movie, which is so yeah. exciting. Um, Metalocalypse is fantastic. Um, for those who don't know it, um, it's pretty much uh, the biggest metal band in the world. They're like the fifth biggest economy in the world. People, if they go to their, one of their movies, there's a high chance you'll get maimed or killed. One of their um, concerts, you'll get maimed or killed. And yeah, it's... In the show. Yeah, in the show. Um, and the characters are all dumbasses as well. Yeah. And, and I love the so... fact that each band member, it's actually based on a real artist. Yeah, like, yeah. The like... bass player is based on Giza from Dark Sabbath. The singer is based on Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse. Uh, the the guitarist is based on what's his name from Demi Bog, yeah. And the and other one, one of this, one of them based on your mate in Gowie Malmsteen or whatever his name is. Imway Malmsteen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was being phonetic. And, and yeah, it's it's a great series. Um, if you're a fan of heavy metal, watch it. If, if you're a fan you're of heavy, ah, uh, 
like the what I mean by that if you're not watch it and you will be well see that's the thing like I've tried to show it to mates of mine who aren't into metal and they can't they struggle so much with like the um like Nathan Explosion's speaking voice because he always talks in a metal growl yeah so yeah it's um like it's an interesting one I think it is absolutely fantastic um because yeah it's just really really dumb and but it also just takes the piss out of metal while celebrating metal all at once by the it's really really dumb it's dumb in a well-written kind of way yeah yeah it's and the thing is the music that's actually been written for it and the albums that have been released for it they're fucking great songs like they're once again, most of the time they're pretty silly. Like when there's songs like "I Ejaculate Fire," um, <laughs> like, and the the episode where they introduce that, um, they're doing pretty much a charity gig to try and encourage people to get their pets neutered or spayed. <laughs> and the opening moment is the lead singer just talking with in full metal growl, like we all know dogs have balls, but did you know that cats have balls too? We only just learnt that. Anyway. Let's let the ball removal begin. And yeah, like <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, Metal oh. is like I'd be watching it probably today if it wasn't for the fact that I've um, lent it to a friend who hadn't heard of it and he's still watching it all. But um, oh. yeah, such a great series. I love it. I love it and too. Then, like, do you have a favorite moment or favorite character? Uh, I can never remember. I'm terrible with names. Uh, the bass player that always talk. Like, um, William Murderface. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, the, pretty much any one of his moments. <laughs> like how he plays the bass with his dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all Yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously, and I, just like Jay, cannot emphasize this more. Go watch it. Seriously, mm. if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Okay, and then... The final one of my top three, like the equal first, is Big Mouth. Big Mouth, the Netflix one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick Kroll does a lot of the voices and accents. Is that the one about puberty? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, fucking hilarious. Like, it's so cringy. Like, I'm watching it, and it's like, oh, and like the main reason I'm cringing is like, cause. It's based around teenage characters going through puberty and what they understand of the opposite gender and stuff. And the way that they do it, and you look at it, it's like, wow, I thought things that were as dumb as that. Like um, when they're talking about kissing a girl or whatever, it's like you got to put your tongue as deep in as possible, otherwise she won't enjoy it. And it's like it's all those things that you believed as a teenager that are actually just completely wrong. Yeah. Um, and a lot of coming-of-age sort of moments. There's a couple of episodes of the more recent season that have been a bit miss. I haven't the, seen the more recent season. I've only seen the first couple. Well, yeah, the, but the main reason you watch it is for Maury the Hormone Monster. Yeah. He makes that show so and much. his female counterpart from season yeah, two. Season two on, yeah, Connie. Yeah, just the back and forth from them. Fuck, <laughs> you, you just laugh because... Pretty much the the whole creation of the hormone monster and hormone monsters is it's the voice in your head when you're a teenager 
that controls your emotions, that controls your horniness and your libido, and it plays up to that. Like, like there'll be moments where he'll just appear to um the main one of the main male characters when he's getting horny, but he's getting horny over nothing. Like yeah. I think in the first episode when they're talking about going through puberty, he says the word fallopian, and the hormone was like fallopian. It's as sexy as it sounds and stuff like that. And so the character ends up going off and jacking off in the bathroom and stuff like that. Like there's just <laughs> so many hilarious moments that are so inappropriate, so wrong, but fuck me, so funny. And uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the side characters gets his is it his pillow pregnant? He doesn't get his pillow. No. Um, so he's having sex with one of his lounge cushions. Lounge cushions, that's it. And yeah, he it leaves. And it, gets preg- it does get pregnant. It does get pregnant, but gives birth to a smaller cushion that has the same hat as his older brother. Yeah. So it's obviously his brother's baby and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, he, and the he kid's name, the baby cushion is named Scorpion. <laughs> but he puts uh, warm bags of soup inside the cushion. No, no, uh, warm bags of beans, I think it is. Yeah, something yeah. like, yeah. And yeah, warm bags of beans. <laughs> fucks them. I'm like, holy fuck. I never uh, did that as a team, but that's a good no, idea. But you do, you always hear the urban <laughs> legends of the person who, like, fucked a warmed up um watermelon. There's yeah. the whole American pie element. Like, there's so many urban legends and stuff that kind of play into all of that. Yeah. yeah so, I... and it, it's... Uh, a very uh, funny in, but actual look at puberty. This is what mm. guys really go through in this. What it seems from a guy's perspective that girls go through. <laughs> oh, well, no. The thing is, they actually do like a, quite a few female-centered episodes where they go through what the women, the female characters go through. They also deal on some pretty heavy subjects like um, people who are trans, um homosexuality, bisexuality, and even quite a bit of race stuff. And like one example that I'm actually really quite was quite impressed with is that um one of the female characters in it who is African American, her voice actor stopped playing her because she wasn't African American and didn't feel right doing it. But um but they addressed it really cleverly in the show where the character who the African American character as she starts to get in touch with her roots, her voice changes. And she gets some more, and she starts getting played by an African American voice actress. But um, uh, here's an interesting thing for you. Did you know that the theme song is actually a um cover of a Black Sabbath song? Really? Yeah. I don't even remember what the theme song is. The theme song is "Changes" by Black Sabbath. Ah, okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's a um, a cover that some guy did of it, and yeah, just yeah, it was interesting. Like when I first heard it, it's like. Wait, no, they're not. They are. They they put a Black Sabbath song on here. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, but, um, Black Sabbath are one of my top five bands ever. Oh, they were so good live, weren't they? Oh, yeah. I got to see them back in 2016, I think it was. The End Tour? Yeah, The End Tour. Yeah, that's when I saw them as well. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I was trying to signal you. I was right at the back. Yeah. On top of the uh, top of the um, 
top tier of the uh, Kudros Bank Arena. Yeah, I was down in the pit. Oops, yeah, that's I it. Didn't I didn't mean that. <laughs> but great timing. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, uh, that's... And I'll leave that in. <laughs> that's my top 10 slash 11. Um, what was the one that you threw in? The one that I threw in? I'd forgotten about Big Mouth. Ah, okay. Yeah, like, so at first my list didn't even have Archer or Big Mouth on there. And then when I was just starting to talk about Bob's Burgers, like, what the fuck? I didn't write down Archer. I'm an idiot. So I had to write down Archer. And then Big Mouth came along. So some of the other ones that got an honorable mention for me were um, Robot Chicken. Yeah. I do enjoy Robot Chicken. And then by extension, um, have you watched any of the Modoc series? Yeah. I just finished watching it all. It's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's by um, Seth Green. Seth Green's involved in it, who does Robot Chicken. Yeah, um, and Family Guy. Yeah. Well, he's no director of Family Guy, just as Chris's voice. Yeah, but do you know what he actually based Chris's voice on? Oh, you brought this up to me a few weeks ago. Um, the character remember. of Buffalo Bill in um, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my top ten ish. Um, kind of. Do you have any more honorable mentions? Any more honorable mentions? I enjoyed Final Space, but there hasn't been enough of it for me to properly judge it. Um, Ren and Stimpy always gets a bit of a nod. Like I was never a huge fan, but I respect it because of what it did and how it played with like fighting with senses and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Can't really think of any others off the top of my head. Do you have any others you'd like to add? No. Uh, what about Dario? Dario is more teen than adult. Yeah, but I do true. get where you're coming from, like Dario and Beavis and Butthead. Um, I did actually forget about them, but I probably haven't actually seen enough of either to really add them to my list. Like, I wouldn't be able to judge them properly. Yeah, true. Same uh, reason the... with um, why Bob's Burgers got moved to number 11 is because I just haven't seen enough. There's always the uh, the classic adult comedy, probably the second adult comedy of all time, Rugrats. <laughs> uh, did you know they're doing a um new one, a new movie for that? Yeah, and the uh, Nickelodeon are planning a new three D animated version of the series. Awesome! I'll watch it. Yeah, does Disney, own, Nic- does Disney time- own Nickelodeon yet? I mean, not. Disney, Nickelodeon. Did I say yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon? Yeah. No, no, you said no. Nickelodeon. I'm just actually asking if Disney owns them yet. No, they don't, but Netflix are putting in a bid to buy them. Okay. Because, yeah, just um, the fact that a lot of the Nickelodeon programming in Australia is controlled by Fox. Yeah. I was, wasn't was sure if um Disney owned them yet or not. No, no, they don't own them yet. Yet is the operative word. Hmm. But uh, there are laws in America that say you can't be a monopoly over the industry. So oh, they yeah, can't know. buy everyone, but they will try. Mm. And the thing is, by then they'll be bigger than the US and can buy the US. Yeah, they'll just buy the Constitution and say, yeah, this law changes. And yet you'll still get people get angry saying, you can't change any of the amendments. Exactly, and like, they'll be like, we're a private business, fuck the fuck off. But yeah, uh, we're going to have a, a short little break, and then we'll get back into this. And we'll, we've got a big thing to tell everyone. 
Kind of. I know. It's exciting. Yeah. And thanks everyone for sticking with us. This has been um the Before It Was Cool podcast. Um, we really hope everyone enjoys us and our ramblings and stuff. Like this is more like a fun thing for us. If it goes somewhere, great. But in the end, this is just up two mates just having a bit of a chat about stuff that we we enjoy. Yeah. And um, as we said before, there's a big announcement coming, and um, that announcement is that um, Tom is actually pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's Turns got out multiple. Turns it's not water weight. It's a kid. Oh, I was gonna say it's um multiple of those penis worms that um penis fish that swim up your piss stream. Um <laughs> you're pregnant with parasites. Uh, uh that wouldn't surprise me. But um so the announcement is that we're gonna start moving on to doing YouTube top tens. Yeah. And, and um the fun thing about that is that Tom's gonna be giving me a topic and I'm not gonna know what the topic is most of the time. And I have to try and get it done in a couple of days, but I can't refuse a topic either. So I think Tom will specifically like give me topics that'll just get me ranting and complaining because he knows shit I don't like. Yeah, well, like you brought up one that has got my mind spinning, but it's not the one I've chosen for the uh, week. It's Come uh, on, punish me, Daddy. The one that I'm going to get you to do in the future, I'm going to leave that as a secret because then it's just not as fun. But, uh, it's supposed to be a surprise on the day. It's great that way. Yeah, exactly. But uh, this week is something more that you uh, know because we want to uh, get people into these videos a little bit. So you're going something we... mainstream, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, to an extent. Like it's the topic is definitely mainstream, but not many people know about the topic. If you know what I mean, like. No, I don't. People that call themselves... <laughs> it's the top 10 Marvel heroes not in the MCU. Not in the MCU. Okay. So, like, what um, I mean by that is, like, people say, oh, I'm fans of Marvel. Okay, what's your favorite comic? No, I mean the movies. Oh, yeah, I get you. The, pretty much what the um podcast is named after. I liked it before it was cool. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm glad someone got that because I've asked a few people and like, I don't get it. I'm like, you, you don't get it? Yeah, we're being How hipsters. How do you not get that? Yeah, um, I'm making fun of the hipsters by being a hipster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, wow. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm and guessing then... I can't... Oh, so can I do want characters that have been announced for the MCU, like haven't been put in a movie yet? No, no, what you should do is more just characters that you know haven't been announced but you would love to see in the MCU. Okay, wow, so go into the real depths Yeah. of comic book knowledge and characters, okay. And I think you could do a good job of that. Aw. You're, <laughs> you're the opposite of my mum, you believe in me. <laughs> oh. And you... And you don't suck my dick. Um, I didn't say that about my mother. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> that was a perfect moment for you to go, oh, gross. Oh, uh, um... gross. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said that, but I met your mom and she's a lovely woman. She is. She's pretty cool. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I hey, thought, nah. Uh, first, vagina I was, first vagina I was ever in. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, we're kind of oh wow. god, Damn. wow, yeah, we're, I'm bye, I'm going. <laughs> see everyone, <laughs> bye. Alrighty, see you later. This has been episode nine of the For What Was Cool podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. The video will drop every Friday. Sweet. Anyway, guys, catch us later. See you later.